So it's a huge, huge weekend, graduation weekend and things that are going on in people's lives. And so I was thinking about, okay, so I was specifically thinking about the young, the young people who are getting ready to, to launch out into, into this new life, this new life of freedom. There's a little bit of struggle of like, how much freedom do I, do I really have? And, you know, what are the things that my parents are going to let me do and not do? Do I still have a curfew and all these things that go in to all of that? And I was thinking about some teaching that I had heard years ago from two young men that were 17 years old who wrote a book. These young men wrote this book. They're brothers, twin brothers, and they wrote this book called Do Hard Things. And I used it a lot in uh, youth ministry, and I would teach from this from this curriculum, this book called the, These Do Hard Things. There are five hard things to do. And I'm just going to cover, I'm going to just briefly go over uh, all five of them, but we're only going to really focus on the first one because we just don't have time to do all, to all five. And so in order to do hard things, the goal of doing these hard things is to become more like Christ. I mean, we believe that everything that the Bible teaches and the things that we want to encourage people to become a part of is to help them become more and more like this man called Jesus. This guy that we feel like he's worth following, he's worth emulating, he's worth uh, imitating young people and older people uh, in life. And so the goal of these hard things is to become more like Christ. And so here are these five things, and they're in your bulletin if you have it. The first one is the first scary step, and that is how to do hard things that take you outside of your comfort zone. Second is raising the bar. How to do hard things that go beyond what is expected or required of you. That's something really good to know. Like as a parent, when I start seeing my kids do things that I don't ask them to do around the house, huge bonus, huge bonus. Just by the way, just start doing things that are not expected or required of you and that you just do them without being asked. Number three, the power of collaboration. How to do hard things that are too big for you to do alone. Don't just do things that you can just do by yourself. Like think, if I'm gonna do something really big, I need some help doing this. How can I bring other people in to the mix? Number four, small hard things. How to do hard things that don't pay off immediately. That's a really tough one, especially in the culture that we live in of instant gratification. You know, um, marriage is one of those things. <laughs> you know, yeah, there's going to be some instant gratification, but, it, but it's the long haul. It's the long um, path of obedience and loving one another and serving one another. And then the last one is taking a stand. How to do hard things that go against the crowd. If you're jumping into college life and you're going into the into a university, uh, the crowd's going to be definitely going a direction. And you've got to decide, do I want to go that direction or do I want to go against the crowd? I've heard, this is just a statistic, the number one reason why students start um, getting involved in habits that they necessarily weren't involved in before is just so that they will fit in and not feel like they're alone. And I just pray, I pray for you in that particular aspect. So for today, at the sake of time, we're just going to focus on number one. We're going to focus on that first scary step, how to do hard things that take you out of your comfort zone. And we all have our own comfort zone. Even where you're sitting is a comfort zone. Um, if you're new, you're just like, I just kind of sit wherever I could. But some of you come and you sit around the same area and you sit because that's where you're comfortable. That's typical in church life. It used to be people had names on their pews, you know, just so they could have their own particular pew for their family. 
I saw a post this week that says, when God wants you to grow, he makes you uncomfortable. When he wants you to grow, he makes you uncomfortable. Because then you're forced to do something about it. You can't stay where you're at. So for some of you, maybe your first day of school was getting out of your comfort zone, taking that first step. Maybe it was your final day of school where you realize it's all over. Now what? Now I got to take a new step in life. Speaking in front of people is a huge comfort zone area that most people really struggle with. People do not enjoy speaking in front of other people. When I was your age, young people, you could not pay me enough money to stand in front of people and talk. I was just scared. I was so scared. And it wasn't until my father's funeral that my family asked, would you get up and would you share a few things that I realized that I could actually do this. I conquered my fear and it turned into a career. (laughs) It was crazy how that all happened. But that was my first step out of that comfort zone. Uh, I know some of the girls were, uh, were cheerleaders in high school. Was it scary the first time you tried out to be a cheerleader? Talk about getting outside of your comfort zone. You know, I know uh, just the fear of failure or the fear of um, what if I don't get chosen and I have to deal with that whole thing. There's a guy in this church, some of you know very well, his name's Brady Rogers. Brady, how old are you? 19 when you went to Mexico? 19 years old, he moved to Mexico and he lived there for a year. You're 21, and you, but you lived there for a, a year. Talk, leaving this comfort zone, family, friends, and you go away to a foreign land outside of your comfort zone in order to grow and to develop this ability to speak the language. I was talking to Jacob Dupin, our youth worker, our youth pastor here in the church, and he said that in athletics, you have to do uncomfortable things in order to grow. We have some wrestlers in the room. You guys ever do any uncomfortable things? You know, just going to wrestling practice to me would be uncomfortable. Wearing the gear that you have to wear would be uncomfortable, you know, but you have to do it in order to grow. Jacob said that he likes to make things awkward just to see how it works out. He likes to make people uncomfortable just to see how it works out. Uh, uh, Jacob's preaching in a couple of weeks, and I said, Jacob, don't do anything weird, all right? I'm going to be gone out of the country. Don't do anything weird. I don't want to hear about it after I get back. Our worship leader, Tony. Tony is an introvert. Any introverts in the room? Yeah, like some of you are afraid to raise your hand because you're so introverted, you know? Any extroverts in the room? Yeah, that's me. Woo! Yeah, that's, that's me. <laughs> and so he said um, being in front of people every week is out of his comfort zone. This job is out of his comfort zone. Being a leader and being the one who's in charge of these things takes him out of his comfort zone. How about just walking across the room to a stranger? You ever had this moment where you're like, man, I need to go and introduce myself to that person and I just, I'm, it's just so uncomfortable for me. I don't know if you feel that way or not. I know you might not believe this, but there are even times for me that there'll be an opportunity. I, even this morning, I saw some new faces and I thought, They're, this is their first time here. And uh, I have to walk through this comfort zone and get, go to them and introduce myself to them. And then, um, then it kind of breaks that down and it, it's not so hard anymore. 
And obviously you practice it, it gets a little bit easier with time. Just coming here this morning, for some of you, it's outside of your comfort zone. I am truly amazed and honored and humbled when people come to church for the first time. On their own. They don't know anyone. They just walk in the door. Maybe they got invited. Maybe they just found us online. And they walk in by themselves. That's walking out of your comfort zone and putting yourself in a vulnerable place. How about starting a new job? Starting a new job. I was 18 years old and I drove two and a half hours to come to Platte City and start working at American Airlines at the airport. And I didn't really know anybody other than the few people that I met uh, through my interview. And then, um, and just go, even coming to the interview was way outside my comfort zone. I was so afraid of being in front of other people and not knowing what to say and, and saying the wrong thing and not getting the job or whatever it was. But, but it was that, that was the beginning. That was the beginning of this because I wouldn't have ended up in Platte City if it wasn't for that. So starting this new job, starting a new church. For several years, I was on staff and I was just an associate pastor or the youth pastor where everything else was taken care of and all I had to do was just show up and eat pizza and drink Mountain Dew. I mean, that was like my job for several years and deal with teenagers and honoring guys like David and sweet people like Jamie, who's so kind. All of, she's been kind, all, she hasn't changed much at all. She's the same person. But just starting this new, this new thing of leaving what was comfortable, how about leaving just security behind? Leaving a salary and leaving health insurance and leaving all these other things and stretching out into this new life of faith and just trusting that God's gonna provide. So right where you're at, I want you to identify some areas in your own life that you would call your cozy little routine, your comfort zone. You know, it might be uh, your morning routine. It could be um, in the evening, the things that you do before you go to bed. And you, and you have this little, this thing that happens and it, if it ever gets interrupted, it takes you out of your comfort zone. Some of you, I'm sure, can identify with, with what I'm talking about. But do you know that trying something new can give you a new perspective? Yeah, it just helps you see things a little bit differently. Walking where others have walked can definitely help you see things the way they see it. And the only way you do that is to get out of your comfort zone and, and go to that place. But what's the number one reason why we don't leave our comfort zone as often as we should? What's the number one reason why? And I've already talked about it. Fear. It's fear. What are we afraid of? Right? We're afraid of failing. Number one, I think. We're just afraid of failing and not working out the way we thought it was going to work out. Josh, what, what would have happened if you wouldn't have started your own business, man? Don't know. You don't know, right? Was it scary? Not really. Not really. <laughs> it's probably scarier now to keep, keep the plate spinning. You know, now that it's going, it's like now we got to keep it going. Fear, fear of failure, may fear what other people think or those kind of things. So listen to this quote that I found. 
Life is waiting for you just outside of your comfort zone. And don't let your fear turn your life into regrets and what ifs. Regrets and what ifs. Turn with me to the book of Joshua in the Bible. The book of Joshua. It's in the, it's the sixth book in the Bible. All right, so this week, this week I got a text message um, from Mike, the guy that plays the bass guitar for us um, a lot of times. And Mike is the one that really enjoys just rocking out and loves, loves what he does. Mike is at home right now um, watching his mother die. That will take you out of your comfort zone if you've ever experienced that before. I mean, we're used to life, but when we're faced with death, it's very uncomfortable. As a pastor, I know I have to walk into moments like that. It's not easy to walk into moments like that, but I try to as much as I can to walk with the family through it. You don't know what to say. And sometimes I just talk just because I, that's what I do. Sometimes I just need to listen probably a little bit more. But Mike is in that place right now, and Mike sent me this text message, Joshua 1.9. And I knew immediately what it said. I knew what he was talking about. Do not be afraid. Be strong and courageous. And so, so that kind of got me started on uh, this idea of thinking about Joshua and all the uncomfortable moments in Joshua's life and the way that he stepped out of his comfort zone and, and, the, and the things that happened, the things that God used him to accomplish because of it. When Joshua was a young man, uh, Moses chose him and 11 other guys to go into a strange land to spy it out and bring back a report. Talk about leaving your comfort zone. Leave America, go to Mexico, spy it out. <laughs> now Brady does business in Mexico and he, speaks, and he speaks the language. And so Joshua went and he came back and he brought back a report. Another time Joshua was with Moses and uh, Moses took Joshua up onto the mountain to meet with God to receive the Ten Commandments. And they were there for 40 days. Leaving what was comfortable, going to a place that was unknown. And what was going to happen if I'm there in God's presence? Joshua would often um, accompany, accompany Moses when they'd go into the tabernacle to hear from God. They'd go into this tent, go into church basically, and they'd hear from the Lord. On one occasion it says that Moses came out of, the out of the tent, went to the people, but Joshua stayed in there. And I think part of the thought is, is the longer you get out of your comfort zone, try something new, the easier it becomes. And then it becomes your new comfort zone. And Joshua stayed in God's presence. So Joshua, and I want to read some scripture here in just a minute, but Joshua is a prime example of the benefits of a worthy mentor. Young people, listen, you need to find people that you can trust and people that can lead you and that you can get wisdom from, not just from your parents. You've got to find older people that you can look up to. And then you need to find some good people to walk with. Friends will make you or break you, won't they? In college especially, who you choose to hang around is going to make a huge difference in your life. It'll, it'll dictate the direction of your life from this moment on. It happens in high school. It'll happen in college too. Walk with wise people, grow wise. And then lastly, you need to look for someone you can teach. How can you be an example to somebody else? 
How can you pour into those younger than you and help them take the next steps in life? And it just might require that you get out of your comfort zone and seek those people out. You can't do it sitting where you're at. You have to go to that person and say, hey, will you teach me? You have to go to those people and say, will you walk with me on this journey? And you have to go to that person and say, hey, can I teach you? Can I model this life for you? So let's look at what it says in the book of Joshua. So first of all, remember when I was praying for the younger people, Moses has already laid hands on Joshua. He's prayed for Joshua to have wisdom. He's prepared him for this moment. He's mentored him. He's taken him with him into all kinds of uncomfortable situations. Joshua is ready. But to think that Joshua still wasn't scared or wasn't going to have to require him to leave his comfort zone. I mean, they're getting ready to leave the land that they had been in for 40 years a generation has come and gone, and now Joshua is getting ready to take the people into a new land. Even though God says, I'm going to give you this land, he's made these promises to him. He still has to go there, and he still has to step into the water and trust God with the outcome. Joshua chapter 1, after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now you and all the people prepare to cross over the Jordan to the land I am giving to the Israelites. I have given you every place where the sole of your foot treads, just as I promised Moses. Your territory will be from the wilderness in Lebanon to the great river Euphrates, or the, the, the Euphrates River, all the land of the Hittites, and west the Mediterranean Sea. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. I will be with you just as I was with Moses. I will not leave you or abandon you. All right, that same promise for Joshua is the same promise for all of us today. No matter what it is you're getting ready to launch into, God will never leave you nor will he abandon you. Plenty of times in our life, we will leave and abandon him, but he will never leave or abandon us. And that's his promise and he's faithful to his promise. And here's what it says. It says, be strong and courageous for you will distribute the land I swore to their fathers to give them as an inheritance. Above all, be strong and very courageous to observe carefully the whole instruction my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from the right uh, or to the left so that you will have success wherever you go. This book of instruction must not depart from your mouth. You're to meditate on it day and night so that you may carefully observe everything written in it. For then you will prosper and succeed in whatever you do. Haven't I commanded you? And this was the verse that my friend sent me. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That's my encouragement to you young people. And the rest of us, we're sitting around and we're listening to this encouragement. It's my encouragement to you too. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. The Lord will be with you wherever you go. And God's word should not depart from you. You should meditate on it day and night. It should be something that you value. That's the reason why we gave you a Bible. Okay? Because that's the most important thing that we can give you. And the, for me, the, the payoff is, is when that Bible returns back into church, when you become a young adult, it comes back with you when you're leading your family or you're part of a family or whatever it is, and you're starting to teach your children the same things you've been taught. 
And listen, they're about ready to go into a new land and it's not going to be easy there's going to be some battles they're going to have to fight and when we sing this song that's how we fight our battles we fight our battles on our knees right we fight our battles on our knees I was thinking about wrestlers and I don't know a lot about wrestling but I was thinking about this position like when you're down on all fours and it seems like you might be like at a disadvantage but it seems like there's some leverage there there might be an opportunity to 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 score a point or do whatever it is that you guys do. And girls, I know some girls wrestle too. But that's where we fight our battles. We fight our battles from this place of total reliance on God. And when he tells us to be strong and courageous, and he says over and over again in scripture, do not be afraid. Why do we walk in so much fear in this world that we live in? Maybe it's because we're not walking in enough faith. Maybe because we're putting our faith in something other than the one who's calling us to not be afraid. I want to challenge you with that this morning. Don't let his word depart from your mouth. Meditate on him. That's how a marriage can be strong. That's how a a young person can can, uh, navigate this world that we live in. And walk out of your comfort zone and experience all that God has for you today. I want to encourage you with that. Well, it's a great segue into... um, to what it is we're going to finish our time with today. I want to introduce you to my friend, my friend Ryan Campbell. Ryan, why don't you go ahead and come on up. Ryan took a huge step out of his comfort zone when around the same time we were launching this church, Ryan was leaving the classroom and leaving the wrestling mat (laughs) as a teacher and a coach to launch into ministry. And if you've never done anything like that before, you don't have any clue what it is that we understand about one another. And we, we shared a lot of moments where we cried out to the Lord together and we're just shaking our heads like, what are we doing? Like, how is this gonna work? And we stepped out in faith. And as a result, God has used Ryan in some pretty miraculous ways. Uh, He has ministered to some young people and he's ministered to coaches and he's poured into them and he's pointed them to the one worth following. And that's not him, it's Jesus. And so um, we've been talking a lot about uh, kind of next steps and what's going on. And he came to me one day and said, hey, I've got an opportunity to do some weddings for these young people that I've poured my life and my heart into, um, but I wanna be able to do that. You know, it's crazy. In some states, anybody can do a wedding. And in Missouri, you have to have a license or be licensed by a, a, an organization, or I guess you could pay some money and get it online. But that's not very authentic and it's not as definitely as meaningful as this moment here. But uh, we wanna license Ryan today to, to the ministry of the gospel so that he can perform weddings, funerals, and do uh, whatever it is God's calling him to do as a minister of the gospel. And so in our bylaws, as a matter of fact, if you're here, Brady, why don't you come on up? And anybody else that's on our board, um, my wife is in teaching, so she's not here. I know Brady's. Beth, come on up. Dan. All right, you guys come on up first. I want you guys to stand here with Ryan. And so in the bylaws of our church, it says in article chapter six, underneath this uh, 
subtitle called Prerogatives. Um, and number three says to examine candidates for the ministry and to license and ordain those who shall have been approved for the Christian ministry by the senior pastor and board of directors according to standards set forth by the New Testament is accepted by this church. And so it's my honor as the senior pastor of this church to speak these words over Ryan to say he is worthy. He has been called and he has been chosen. And in Titus, the book of Titus, it says an elder must become blameless. A husband of one wife. You only have one wife, right, Ryan? All right, yeah, just making sure, yeah. She's a good one too, all right, a good choice. Um, with faithful children who are not accused of wildness or rebellion. <laughs> He's got kids that are just wonderful kids. As an overseer of God's household, he must be blameless. I love this part because Ryan would say that there was a time in his life this wasn't true about him, but it's true now. Not arrogant, not hot-tempered, not an excessive drinker, not a bully, not greedy for money, but hospitable, hospitable. The man opens his home to all kinds of people and just lets them come and live. And he's already got four kids and he just opens his home to other people. It says, um, loving what is good, sensible, righteous, holy, self-controlled, holding to the faithful message as taught so that he will be able to both encourage and with sound teaching to refute those who contradict it. This is Ryan. This is for him. In 1 Corinthians 7, it says, let each one live his life in the situation the Lord has assigned when God called him. So you live your life and do the thing God has called you to do. It doesn't have to look what, exactly what it is that I'm doing or anybody else in this circle. You do what God has called you today to do. And I love where it says, this is what I command in all churches. It says, was anyone already circumcised when he was called? He should not have to undo his circumcision. Praise God, all right? Was anyone called while uncircumcised? He should not have to be circumcised. Praise God. Circumcision does not matter. Listen, this is the reason why I said this. Circumcision does not matter and uncircumcision does, does not matter. Keeping God's commands is what matters. Let each of you remain in the situation in which he was called. And then it says, when they appointed elders from every church, they prayed with them, they fasted, and they committed him to the Lord in the one that you believed in. And so they committed. So that's what we do for you right now. And so we're just going to pray this prayer and commit Ryan to the gospel ministry. So as we lay hands on Ryan, we speak wisdom over him. We speak this assurance of calling over him that he would know that it comes from you, Lord. I know just like in my own personal heart, there's been many times where we've doubted and we've wondered, is this what it is God wants me to do? But God, assure him today that he is worthy. Assure him today that his past is exactly that and that you have made him a new creation. The old is gone and new has come. He's a new person in you, Lord. And he's worthy to live out this, this ministry that you've called him to. And I pray uh, and thank you for the impact that he's already had. And I pray for more, Lord. Increase the impact that he has on the lives of those he comes in contact with. Because it's your spirit flowing into him and then flowing out of him. It's your words, Lord. And we set him apart today for this gospel ministry. 
And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hold on, stay here. So this, this certificate of license, and I'm gonna, have, um, I'm gonna have you guys sign the back of it. Uh, this is to certify that Ryan Wesley Campbell, as one who has given evidence of a calling by God into ministry, as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and was licensed to function in ministry as the opportunity may be presented, and to exercise God-given gifts in ministry by the Calling Community Church Board of Directors, on the 20th day of May, 2018. So I'm gonna have you guys just sign your name on the back of that, that way he has that. Um, Ryan, do you have, uh, step out of your comfort zone? Do you have anything you wanna say? <laughs> I, I was actually, is this on? Yes, it's on. <laughs> uh, uh, praying before, <laughs> during the service, and said, Lord, if, if um, if I'm not to speak, please make that clear. Um, and obviously, I'm supposed to speak. So. <laughs> um, and there's 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 one thing that that I wanted to share because this this journey that has been set in front of me is not one that uh, that I chose, but um, that the Lord chose for me, and and it's. Um, incredible when you get out of your own way, and it took many years for that to happen. And and now, um, it, just the path that that Brady and I crossed, and when we both stepped out into ministry full time, and it's just a um, honor to to be involved with 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 him and him and my life and and our family's lives. So kind of kind of piggybacking on the message today um, in Philippians uh, 3 uh, 12 it says not that I have already reached the goal or am already fully mature but I make every effort to take hold of it because I also have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus and that's uh, rings true uh, so true in my life the I know I'm not done yet. I'm not done learning. I have a lot to learn, and um, there's going to be more, way more opportunities to do that. And and being able to do the weddings is um, um, an, another opportunity to, to minister um, to people and to once again get out of my comfort zone, which seems to be um, the norm anymore. But it's not that I embrace it, but it it uh, it allows me to grow, and that's. Um, when you get stretched and challenged, that's really, really your cue to to start growing. So I'm thankful for that. Um, and then moving on, it says, brothers and brothers, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, and this this rings true in my life as well, um, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead, uh, pursue. As my goal, the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. And um, wherever you're at, we're, we're always going to be at different parts in our journey. But uh, continue to um, try and get out of your own way and, and, and be open to just, to just going. And sometimes you, um, you just say, all right, I'm going to go. And you'll never know where you end up. But um, accept that challenge and, and um, 
and be thankful that, uh, that it's in front of you. So um, thank you to the church and the board, and um, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what's next. So. Hey, if you've been impacted by Ryan's ministry and you're here today because of what's going on today, would you stand up? If you're Ryan's family too, stand up right where you're at. All right, bless you guys. Thank you so much for being here and being a part of, of Ryan's uh, life. And we'll continue to see what God has in store for him. All right, let's worship together. Go ahead and rest of you stand.